The Talkin' Golf Network is proudly supported by the Golf Society. The Golf Society is founded on the belief that the latest golf trends, fashion and concepts shouldn't be compromised, but shared with every golfer. Shop online at www.thegolfsociety.com.au forward slash golf. I could take out of my life everything except my experiences at St. Andrew, and I still have a rich, full life. But the last tee shot I hit was more like it, that one in the playoff. Against Biden and Ray. That's right. The best thing to win the Masters, you, you will be here forever, as long as, as you are still alive, so that's the best thing. I'm very happy. Welcome to episode 30 of the Talking Golf History podcast, in part two of the history of Seth Rayner, with our special guest, Anthony Piapi. The golfing world lost Seth Rayner at the age of 52 perhaps in the prime of his career. We start part two of this two-part podcast, Where We Left Off. Let's kind of jump into the, the Rainer golf courses we didn't get. Uh, when we lost Seth Rainer in January of 1926, what did we lose? So I guess my first question is, do you think Rainer, in a hypothetical, uh, do you think Rainer would have weathered the Great Depression like Ross or would he, do you think he might have suffered like McKenzie and Tillinghast? I think he suffers. I, I think he suffers for sure. Because, he, yeah, I mean, Ross is, has so many projects going at one time, right? That, that, that he can get away with that stuff. Rainer, for all his, all his travel and work, I mean, he's not building. When he dies, there's five courses under construction, six that we know of. It's not 20. You know what I mean? So – and it's his same guys that are going going. Wiley gets built by Joe Mayo, which is a which is a Rainer guy. They sent Joe Mayo to build Wiley, so he just wasn't just having anybody in most that we know of build his golf courses. He had his guys there. But there's a and there's a lot of part of again. If you go to the aposition.com and look up my name, you can find my blog. But we have the list of courses designed by Rainer that were never built, and it's extensive. And we're finding more and more. We've. Um, Nigel Islam found one um, this week that uh, there was a there was a second there was going to be a nine hole golf course that was part of the uh, Mid Ocean Club, and Rainer designed that. It was called Castle Harbor, the Castle Harbor development. Did Nigel find the uh, the plans? We don't think there were plans. And the way he found them, and this is Nigel's other discovery. And for anybody who's into golf course architecture, the 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 Library of Congress. Digita- they, they have the Olmsted archives. The Olmsted brothers were the landscape architects who did places like um, Augusta National, uh, Yeman's Hall, uh, to smaller places like Cohasse Country Club in Southbridge, where, where like I grew Zurich. up. And I like just Zurich. Did a, I just did a podcast on the weird and quirky story of Lake Zurich, and the Olmsted brothers were in there too. Right. So they're, they're now all digitized. So if you go to loc.gov, which is libraryofcongress.gov, and you do a search – and the upper right hand corner, you see the search box and you, you go to the, there's a part where you can, t- it's like search everything, but you go down to manuscripts and you search that. What it turns out is they, they've digitized the entire Olmsted archives. 
So these hundreds and th- or thousands of pages pertaining to Rainer jobs are now available online. We don't have to go to the Library of Congress anymore. So there's 300 pages on, um, unlike Yemen's Hall. So do you, would you, could you search Seth Rayner specific or how would you search Yemen's Hall? How, how would be you the best search, method for Yeah, the, the, you can't search Seth Rayner. You have to search the projects. Gotcha. And you have to find out the original name of the project. Annapolis Roads was some, some person's name. I don't even remember it. But you search that. Or you search out Annapolis, Maryland, and it will pop up. And then you just go through and and find these things. And so, you know, they're, they're just – we're just mining, mining. And every so often we come up with this nugget of gold. And in the middle of this discussion is this Olmstead handwritten letter, which means – it's the everything he did was type typewritten, so it's probably the letter that he gave to his secretary to type. But Rayner saying that the third nine is too expensive. He's concerned about the first hole, and he's concerned about the expenses to build the third nine at Mid Ocean. And I'm not sure Mid Ocean knows that they they had a third nine at one point. And this isn't this isn't um, Tucker's point that that uh, Banks gets involved with later on. This is a completely different project. Another great chapter in A Template for Greatness by Anthony Piapi. <laughs> do, you hear, do you want to hear the list of courses he designed? That I want, never yes, built? Let's, let's go. Right. Let's go, yeah. Castle absolutely. Harbor, Coral Keys in Florida. It was now, 27 These are courses, courses that were not built, correct? Never built. They're just designed, never built. Uh, Coral Keys in Inglewood, Florida, 27 holes, but it was routed to play as two separate 18-hole golf courses. It's an amazing, amazing golf course. I think I have that. I think I have a blog piece on that. Do we are there there are plans for that? Yeah, yeah, it's it's stunning. Uh, Craigan Park in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, it, uh, Banks laid out laid out the golf course in quotes after Rainer's death. We think that he tweaked the plans, but that was never built. Cypress Point was originally his routing. Uh, Del Monte Links was a renovation. Del Monte, this is California. Del Monte Links a new course. Uh, the E.C. Shotwell private course in Florida never built. Fisher's Island, the second 18, as late as April of 1926. So three months after he died, they were tweaking the plan. So this was a go. They were definitely going to build. I mean, we are just a matter of bulldozing some homes to bring back that course. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Glen Acres Country Club in Clarence, New York. It was also known as Mossy Springs. That never happened. Uh, the second 18 at Yale. There's a there's an obit or something. Uh, a newspaper article along the line that gets repeated that there was three 18s at Yale. And I don't ever think there was, I think that's a mistake in a small wire service story because they have the plans at Yale and they're 18 two 18 holes. Um, we know that he, he designed 18 holes for the Hay Harbor club, which is on Fisher's Island. And he presented them with a plastic, plastic model. Um, and they, and it was before the Fisher's Island club was built and they turned that down. Uh, Monterey Peninsula, the shore course that was never built. Mount Lake, a sec- second 18 hole course. Uh, the Lakeside Golf Course at Olympic. Um, St. George's Golf, St. George Country Club in Bermuda, attached to St. George's Hotel. Newspaper accounts have him there in 1924, laying out the golf course. 18, uh, nine holes opened in 1928, Devereux Emmett. So we're thinking that part of that might have been Rainer's routing. Uh, Suffolk County Country Club in Islip, New York, for Marion Holland's father. Marion Holland's was the woman behind Women's National. That never got built. And then Yeamans Hall had a uh, a second 18 that was never built. Now, we're not sure on some of these, like Mount Lake and Yeamans Hall, 
And there was a second at Gibson Island too that if that was if they were ever going ahead with that or if they were giving them an alternate routing. Yeamans Hall, for instance, is uh, an Olmstead project, so this house lot. So we don't know if the people are deciding the, the the founders are deciding where they're putting the golf course and where they're putting home. The white whale of them all, Cypress Point. Cypress Point. I mean, just I, I don't know in, in the in the annals of golf course uh, architecture nerds. Uh, does, has anyone spent more time just wondering what Seth Rader might have done differently than Alistair McKenzie? Right, right. And, and we don't know. No plans, we don't know how much right? of his. Yeah. Right. There's no plans. All all that I know of is that all I know is that um, Sean Tully, who is the uh, golf course superintendent at oh the McKenzie course, uh, McKenzie course north of San Francisco, I'm blanking on it. But he's doing a lot of research on this because he's yeah, a McKenzie. He's actually coming on the podcast to talk about McKenzie in March. He is. All right. Well, he's doing research on Cyprus, and he's going to see what you know if we can find it, if he can find anything on Rayner. Sean, if you're listening to this, we expect to have the routing for Cypress Point ready for the <laughs> podcast in March. <laughs> he should have it. I, I just gave him at least a month's notice, Anthony. I think that's plenty of time. It's only been at, gone for like a hundred and some club. years. He's at right. the metal club, by the way. I was blanking metal on where yeah. the metal club. But you yeah. Know, they've been out there for ninety years. I mean, they should be we should be able to find those. I know. I know. I feel I feel like I'm letting you down that I haven't I don't have any more information. No, that's there all right. Is, there is one famous photo where there's a T marker out on some rocks out in the water, you know, and that was Rainer's before McKenzie got there. But other than that, we just don't know. Let me ask you this: Do we know if he got far along that there were plans done? We don't know where they're at, or but were there plans done for Cypress? Yeah, Do I think know he that? staked some holes. I think he staked, if I remember correctly, he staked holes. He was in California a lot. He was in California a lot. And I think he stakes some holes, like the, the routing, and I don't know. So were there plans? I don't know. Um, may have just been he was showing them his concept of where his golf course would be. The thing to remember or the, the, to understand with him, Doug Stein, the, one of the founders of the Seth Rainer Society, pointed this out to me. If you go to Lookout Mountain, Rainer, Rainer designed a really good golf course. He didn't design a golf course that utilized the views. You're going to get the views anyway, but that he didn't put greens at the end of precipice so you had long looks he built the golf course that fit the land well i mean look at shore acres whether it's mcdonald or rainer we could argue but um they they don't use the best view which is the water view where the clubhouse sits instead they use the ravine yeah i don't think that was their choice i think that was stanley field saying this is where the clubhouse is going because we want to have the look it's such a narrow piece of property it is we want to look at the water that being said, you really don't miss it. Those ravines are so stunning. How it works the ravines throughout that property. I, I think Dom, Tom Doak is tweaking some of the holes out there now, but it is just a fascinating property. It's one of my favorite rainers, to be honest with you. I, to me, this is the, you know, when you, you don't understand an author until you look back at all his work. You don't understand a painter until you look back at all his work. When you look back at Rainer's work and you realize that's a 19, early 1917 routing, the way he routed that golf course with those ravines and how he used them and where you cross them and some off the tee and some in showed right away that he was a master at routing golf Genius. courses. I, I, I would argue, and I've argued this before, you, I would put that routing up against anybody, anybody living or dead to do better on that property. 
and that's it's like one of the good. first four golf courses he routed. Yeah, spectacular. And you and you go back through your you go back through your mind after you play it, and you're like, well, on that on that hole, we had, the the ravine was on the inside of the dog leg, and if you bit off the ravine, you got a better angle in. On this hole, you had to think about it on your second shot, and on this, you know, and you just sit there and go, wow. Wow, he those he used those he used those ravines amazingly well on that golf course. I mean, I think I think it's ten. I think that is my favorite road hole of all the <laughs> of all those. I mean, it just feels like the best representation to the road hole to me. I think road hole gets lost a little bit. Like I don't feel it as much at Fishers. I don't feel it as much at National Golf Links because it's playing par five. You know what I mean? It's just and the way you know. Whether it's you know we'll get into that a little bit here in a, in a couple more questions that the modern conception of Rainer, but just the way that bunker is placed, the road hole bunker is so spectacular out at Shore Acres. It just is. It feels like the road hole. I've played both, and I'm telling you, out of all of them, I just felt it there. And you know what's really cool about that road hole is the you can access the road hole at St Andrews from the left side, right? Mm-hmm. You could go. You can't on most road holes that Rainer McDonald built. And you can at Shore Acres, and Brian Palmer, their previous superintendent, realized that and and, and mowed it down so you can putt up from the left-hand side oh, yeah. like you can't feel Yeah, just like you And that's to. one of the reasons I think I agree with you that that it stands out. It stands out. And there's a, there's a cool thing about Shore Acres. The, the eighth hole is the short hole. It's a drop shot kind of – that originally was not on the – was not part of the property. And if you look at the plans – you came off the seventh hole. You were going to go behind the green and play across a ravine to a par three. But the members wanted that land to get for a hole. So Rainer drew like a second version and waited for them to buy the land. And when they bought the land, he was able to put the hole down there. Oh, but originally, I did they didn't not have know that. Land. How cool is that? And if you look on the plans, you see the plans. It's, he played, it was originally walk off the back of seven, play across the ravine. What You actually were playing over the head of the T of, of what is now nine. And so when they got the land, he put the he put that in there. So one of his most well known short holes was actually not in the original thinking because the land wasn't theirs. What hole would it have been? It would have been another short, right? I so- think it would have been a short. It just and what it really would have done is it would have reduced the length of the the, the ninth hole. Interesting. Uh, next time I go out there, I'm going to have to pay more attention to that. Is that any, wait, I'm thinking, is that, am I giving you the wrong number? Is that the 12th hole? I'm sorry. The short hole is the 12th I know where that, yeah, I, I wasn't thinking of the number. I know so, the hole, yeah, though, and then you so go you up walked the, up the hill back, to you play the ninth. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you walked 13. off the back, you walked the back of, you walk off the back of 11 and played, and played to, to 12, which would have shortened the 13th hole. And when they acquired the land, which they were wanting to do, they talk about it in one of the few letters that's left over. They talk about acquiring this notch of land and they were able to do it. Unbelievable. So yeah. l- let me ask you this: What out of there's there's quite a few just unbelievable Rainer gems out there. What are the courses that we've lost of Seth Rainer? I, I, you mentioned Ocean Links. Um, how do we? What do we know about Ocean Links? It was nine holes. Was it always going to be nine holes? Or was it always going to be nine? Holes. It was. That's all he had to land for. Um, it was absolutely crazy. One of the worst, weirdest golf holes you've ever seen. There was this. Alps hole with this completely man-made hill that looked like it had a giant gun sight at the top of it. It's 280 yards. It had a phenomenal, they were, the holes were all named after, um, holes of other golf courses, except for the ninth, which was Rainer's dog leg. Um, 
And it's interesting because a lot of the holes don't look like the holes that they're named after. Really? So they don't even look like, yeah. And it's weird because the sec was it the second hole was shore acres named after, I think the long hole at shore acres and it opened before shore acres hole before shore acres did. Oh, wow. So shore acres hole, ocean links was playable before shore acres was playable. <laughs> The original Shore Acres then. Yeah. And so there's, so it looks like a lot of what he did was about the greens that the hole it called Shore Acres had to do with the green and not the long hole at Shore Acres. It was the green of the long hole at Shore Acres. The first hole is a hole from, um, uh, Garden City. It doesn't look like the hole of Garden City that it's named after. We think it has to do with the concept of the green and maybe even the internal movement. And it was, it was on four parcels of land. You went out to the ocean a couple times. Uh, there was a fantastic short hole, fa- um, uh, fantastic, fantastic cape hole, um, an unbelievable um, ninth hole, risk, just difficult ninth hole. And and uh, T. Suffren Taylor, the guy who founded it, hosted a tournament called uh, the Gold uh, the Gold Mashie, and he invited fifteen of the best amateur players in the world. Uh, to come out and play in this 72-hole event, and the 16th player was always Tommy Taylor, his son, who started playing the event when he was 14. So he's playing with the likes of Jess Sweetser and Guilford and We Met when he was 14 years old because his his dad wanted him to be part of it. Is that the if I say when I say a lost Seth Rayner, is that the one that sticks in your head, or is there another course? Um, I'm I'm going to the list now of yeah, Seth Rayner courses that went away i want to see if i can find those is that the one that sticks in my mind it does for me because i've been on it yeah i've been on the site and i found you know i found the, the topography well- still there or has it been mowed down by homes or what, what are we talking about oh, it, what happened was is the the um the u.s military came in in uh world war ii that's a that's a deep water port and they need to protect that port um and uh and and so they you can see baseball fields on the short on the uh, Cape Hole. Um, homes came in and were put on some of it. Uh, other parts of it are grown over the the um, the mound for the for the Alps Hole. You can find it's in the middle of this dense wooded wood uh, brushy area. You can find the the famous drinking fountain that had a genuine Greek wellhead was was the, called the Well of Fame, and it was right next to Newport. So their guys walking off one of their holes off the tee could go through the gate and drink from the well of fame. You can find the well. The wellhead is gone. Really? Um, That's really cool. Very, very little of it. Very little of it is um, is left. But I so I guess it would have to be. I mean, which ones? I'm guessing it's got to be Lido and for me, Lido and Ocean Links. Um, I'm just trying to go through my list yeah, of the, the one that hit, while you look through the list, I, the one that I was, I mean, it's so close to me is Lake Wales country club. Uh, again, I, I was, yeah. uh, yeah. Had, a, had a meeting with Andy Staples, um, during the, uh, the golf show here in Orlando. And I met him, he, he went to go see, um, uh, mountain Lake. And I was actually waiting for him cause, uh, Andy was late to meet me. I'm letting him know. I know he listens to the podcast and I did not appreciate <laughs> waiting, but when he did call me, I said, hey, just so you know, I'm parked on the uh, Beer It's Hole <laughs> at Lake yeah. Hills Country Club because right. it's you know, under the parking lot. Right. The other one is he designed, he designed 18 at uh, Maidstone, which we know nothing about. Nothing? There's nothing out there on that? There's some, there's some holes out there that they claim that the, there's a nine-hole short course 
or nine hole course. I think it has a bunch. Trying to think, I don't want to say short course, nine hole course that they think were holes from his golf course, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem right to me. Well, being out there, you, you wouldn't walk out there and think like, "Oh, those are those are Rainer holes." So we don't really. I don't. I'm not sure anybody understands what what happened there. You know, w- without the use of extensive historical writings or books written in his own words, our ideas of Rainer are shaped by his work. Uh, we live in this age of restoration and restoration renovation. And today, when we think of Seth Rainer's designs. Many times we're thinking of them in terms of the restoration of his work. What, if any, issues do you have with these restorations and how we interpret them as Seth Rayner? You know, the, there's so there's so little left of his work that's actually absolutely original that we know hasn't been messed with. Do you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. So when people are, like all the greens at Mountain Lake are Brian Silva greens because when he got there to do the work. They were round and had no uh, no movement to them. Something had happened over the years, and who knows what that was. And 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 it's okay. It's okay when people say they're trying to restore the golf course. I don't. These. It's always difficult when somebody says this is exactly what. Unless you have a photo. Like the reason that the reason there's a double plateau at Mountain Lake is because they have a fantastic photo of a double plateau, and so it's a double plateau. But a lot of the other stuff that Brian Silva did at the time was a guess of what would have been there because there was no remnants of anything. There were no photos. There were no aerials that he had at his disposal. So you could try and put stuff back and guess what's there, you know, and and, and do your best at it. Um, anytime to me that somebody says an architect always did something or never did something, I think that's a flag to me that I wouldn't want them working. Because, I mean, think about – I just saw a photo from um, – a Rainer golf course on Bermuda, a fairway bunker that has flash sand on it. And this is right after it opened. So that's a Rainer bunker with flash sand. And there's another, I think I want to say at country club at Charleston, there's a photo somewhere where there's a greenside bunker with sand flashed, not a lot, but it's flashed. It's definitely not flat bottom bunker. So if people come in and say Rainer always did this or never did this, then I, I question that, you know what I mean? Or I know what this was, even though you don't have any photo. Or you don't have a plan. The, the real thing is the concepts. Are you, are you, are you recreating strat, the strategy that you thought would have been there? You know, cause that's, what's important to me more than, you know, I, I want the bones first before I get to the skin, you know, and the bones have to be there and the bones on Rainer golf courses are always the strategy. And that's why narrowing fairways, whether it be with trees or rough takes a lot of that out. You know, Fisher's Island, when I first played, it was extremely narrow and you lost you lost on virtually every hole strategy that just merely by recapturing the width brought back. So if you're going to restore a rain or golf course, the thing that you want to do is make sure the strategy comes back. We'll get to the other stuff first. We'll get the bunkers the right, you can get the bunkers the right way. And if you don't know what your bunkers look like, I would go look at other golf courses that opened around the time that his did. I mean, if you do it, if you do it right, if you get in touch with, me, I could, I might even know who the construction superintendent was. You know what I mean? So you can sit there and go, well, if David Cameron built this golf course, then he built ours. We should go see what he did at that golf course and what those bunkers look like. Not that they were the exact same thing, because Rainer built different golf courses. You know, there's no, there's how many fairway bunkers are on Fisher's Island? Three? Well, there were originally four, because because he lets the topography dictate the dictate the um the, the difficulty of the hole, because you never have a level lies out there. 
But when you get to Country Club of Charleston, or, you know, you or, or you get to Yeamans Hall or you get to Country Club of Fairfield, you have to put in fairway bunkers. You need to create strategy because the strategy isn't in the ground. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be difficult, too, because some of Rainer's work is um... – I'd say almost natural in shaping from the bunker standpoint. And sometimes it's very geometric, right? I mean, like not sharp corners, but there's like hard cuts when you look at Chicago golf club versus some of the rest of his work. Right. Right. There is, he, he's not redundant, you know, and it's in, and as he goes along, he gets, if you look at the backside, this is minutia, but if you look at the backside shaping of his bunker edges, this, the edges that are away from the green, and then you look at the, faces of the bunkers against the greens you you see how he he starts to incorporate these rolls into it and they're not geometric they don't they don't flow as if somebody you know this one's four feet wide and two feet high this one's four feet they they flow the back side of his greens are like that there's a there's one at fisher's island the back side of the road hole the eighth hole is amazing and so he had this eye he wasn't geometric his bunkers if he had bunkers next to each other they, they were not redundant. They weren't copies of each other. A left greenside bunker was never the same shape or, st- or style or, design, or same shape as the right greenside bunker. You know, he had that talent. He had that understanding of, of this, natural, this natural feel to the bunkers and to his design. And he didn't, he didn't it, it wasn't cookie cutter. This wasn't putting your little bulldozer in and making a spin and going over and then making another spin. And so they, you're, your bays always look the same on your modern golf course. You know, it's not that. It's it's very different. His bunkers are very different. Can a restoration go too far and cease to be a rainer? Like, do you have any examples? Any examples of that? Not without you know, like naming them out, but maybe they were some oh, time I think, ago. I think this whole idea that he was geometric and all the fronts or all his greens were were square or or had sharp corners is completely wrong. Right. I mean, I don't know where people got that from. You, there are some old aerials where you see that. But I'll show you a ton of old aerials uh, and drawings when golf course is open. There's no square greens. There's no, there's no hard edges. Yeah, I wonder if that's – is that just because of perhaps the best or well, most well-known Chicago has so much geoma, you know, geometric shapes to it? Is that where that conception or false conception is coming into play, you think? I think that's part of it. And I think it's this thing where, where it happened when there was no – social media and it's happened more in social media that fallacies are repeated i mean you talk about what do people say about pete Dye? for years all they talked about was his railroad ties as if that defined pete Dye. yeah so true and we're talking about we're talking about the square edges on greens with seth rayner why there's a ton of other stuff to be talking about before we get to whether those greens should be squared off or not yeah that's so true i i think that is um that's well put extremely well put uh, let me let me ask you this. So, um, Gail Hans's restoration renovation of Sleepy Hollow is one of my favorite golf courses in the United States. What's your take on Sleepy Hollow? Is it a McDonald Rainer design in your book? Okay, that's, that's a tough one, right? Am I right, wrong? right. And first, first of all, before we go, on, I haven't seen it since the restoration. Okay, so this has nothing to do with his work. Sure. Five of those holes in that golf course are not Charles Blair McDonald's. Four of them were four of them were lost when they did a land swap. And, and another one was, I'm trying to think of it was, there's been a ton of people who've been in there. Yeah, Tillinghast, and one of the things, right? Did, yeah, Tillinghast did a massive renovation with, and he renovated the golf course. He didn't touch it up because he had four new holes to work with that he had to design, and then he made it his own. Yes, he kept the short hole 
because it's spectacular the way it was designed. He's not going to touch that. Thomas Winton was in there doing work. We know that Reese was in there, right? I mean, George Bottle did work there. Um, we, we, again, we just, I think it was Nigel uh, found some stuff that it looks like Rayner did some work in there. So add this, add him to it. So if you want to tell me that there's 13 holes of McDonald, the, the quarters are there. I mean, one of the, one of the holes out there is a, is a Gil Hans design, right? The part, there's a part five. That's a, it's a Gil Hans hole, right? So that's another hole. That's not a McDonald. You want to tell me that McDonald was there and there's, and there's whole quarters that are his and there's a, like that part three is his and I get it. But to me, it's not, it's, it, I, this, this is not a reflection on the golf course that's there now. It's not a McDonald golf course. What what do you call it then? Wait, I, you, you know where I'm going with this though? I mean, I get 100% what you're saying. I, I think it's a beautiful course regardless of what we call it, but it's certainly regarded as a McDonald by the vast majority of people. Right. That's, so that's well, fair, well, right? Let me, let me, yeah, but let me put this into perspective. I play a little bit of guitar. If you sell me a 1963 Fender Stratocaster and tell me it's 100% uh, original and I find out that a third of it or 20% of it is, isn't, you're going to court, you're going to jail or you're going to the hospital. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like that. Because you lied to me. Yeah. It's not a hundred, it's not a Fender Stratocaster. It's a Fender Stratocaster, it's a 63 Fender Stratocaster with, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. And so, so Sleepy Hollow is an amalgamation of, it, it started off, it started off as a, as a Charles Blair McDonald um, with some, with some telling ass renovation and, uh, and, a, and a renovation by Gil Hans that attempted to, I, I don't know, so I'm, I'm not putting words in anybody's mouth, attempted, say, for instance, to recapture the, the, the McDonald essence of the golf course. Yeah. But, but you, can't, you can't say it's a Charles Blair McDonald golf course. Yeah, I, I don't, and to be fair, I don't know if Gil says that at all. I hear people say McDonald with that course, and you know, it's, there's a lot of architects attached to the pieces that are in, the, in play there. Well, doesn't I mean, doesn't take away from the beauty of the course, right? And what and and this is the problem I have with these golf courses that so desperately want to be Seth Rayner golf courses and fudge their history to come up and say that they're Seth Rayner golf courses. Why don't you just embrace with what you have? Unless you need to market yourself that bad, uh, you know. Here's the here's the one that there's a there's a great historian, golf course historian out of Minnesota named Rick Shefchik. And last week, or in the last couple of weeks, Rick has come up with three newspaper articles that list the designer of, of Minnesota Valley as W.C. Clark, W.C. Bill Clark. It's not a surprise. Clark did a lot of work in that area, as, as Rick pointed out to me. It's not Seth Rayner. As much as Minnesota Valley wants to be a Seth Rayner, they don't have an iota of information that says Rayner was there or Charles Barton was there. Charles Barton did some building for him, including Midland Hills. He was a professor from from Minneapolis, from the Minnesota, from that area, there's no tie to Barton. They have nothing in their club history, nothing in their in their um, board of governors minutes, no newspaper articles that tie Rayner in. But we have three, or Rick found three newspaper articles from vastly different time er- errors, giving Clark the, the design credit. And there you go. I mean, that's what it takes, right? I don't have a dog in the fight of whether it's a Rayner or not a Rayner. I, but if I, if I guess I do have a dog in the fight, and that's the truth. Sure. I don't care if it's a rainer or not. A rainer. You'd love it to be a rainer, right? You'd love it if the facts support it. You want it to be a rainer, right? Let's let's you know verify that. And you're just saying it's not there. 
I, yeah, that, I, if you have the history, if you you have the history to prove to me that it's a Rainer, then God bless you. If you have the history to prove to me it's not, it's a W.C. Clark and it's a great golf course, I'll still go play your golf course. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a good golf course. You know, and so, but people want to do it for marketing reasons. And okay, but as soon as we come, you know, when, when I'm sitting there with three newspaper articles going, I'm sorry, but this is who designed your golf course. There's quite a few interesting case studies for what is a Seth Rayner. Like, for instance, how do we look upon Lookout Mountain, which was completed after his oh. death? Like, how do you reconcile Lookout Mountain? We you? don't. Well, I don't know if I do. I don't. I mean, yeah, this no, is. It's and, fair. And, Brett, Brett, Nigel, and I sat down and tried to come up with this list of what's a Seth Rayner golf course, and we're not sure. Lookout Mountain is more complicated than that. Lookout Mountain is is built Rayner's on site with Banks. It's the last time they they work together on site. He they work together on site according to a, an article from Banks for a week. Seth and his wife Minta go west. They go to California. They go to Hawaii. They come back. They may have gone home to New York for the holidays. Then went down to Florida and he died. Okay, Rainer's work. Banks is working on the job. It's a it's a Banks Rainer design because they Banks's names are is on the plans, which is amazing because it's the only set of plans I think we have with Rainer and Banks's names on. Oh, but really? he's like, I didn't know that. That's he's cool. like the he's like a step below Rainer on the on the plans. There's a huge there's a huge rainstorm during the during the uh, construction and an immense amount of topsoil was washed away. They have they have. Um, they have stories of finding when, when Brian Silva did his work, they're finding a crevice that had like 30 feet deep worth of loom in it. That, you know, the, the dark soil that from, from the construction. So then there's financial problems. So they, the course never gets built to its plans. When Brian comes in and does in quotations, a restoration, he's putting things into the ground off of the drawing that they found, which is this, like four and a half foot or four foot long linen drawing that's amazing in color. He's putting stuff in the ground that, that Banks and Rainer never did because the, because those people ran out of money. So how do I look at that golf course? Yeah. How do you look at that golf course? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. How, I, it's a Rainer design, right? We know that. Is it, it's almost like Brian Silva becomes the construction superintendent to finish it up 90 years later. You know, but he's made some tweaks on his own for, for a variety of reasons. Well, you know, green speed has a lot to do with it, right? They have to soften some greens. The same thing with Mountain Lake. If none of those greens are, if none of those greens are Seth Rayner, the tops of them, the, the, the fill pads, most of the fill pads are his, right? But we know that Banks went in there after. We just, they, the, the club has found that out. They know he's done some work. They're not sure what. And then Brian does all the green contouring. I mean, Brian built a Bieritz green where a Bieritz was, but that wasn't a Bieritz when he got there. That was just a long par three with a round green at the end. I mean, do, so do we call Mount Lake a, a Seth Rayner? I, I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know anybody that or I haven't heard anybody give me a definitive way to define that. Yeah, you know what a, I mean? Because, a, no, it's a pickle. I mean, I, I think of, you know, I mean, just in my backyard, basically, Lake Wales. Like we know where a lot of the the ideal holes went, yeah. but they're not there. There's, I mean, you played of, it there. They are not and the greens there. aren't there. Yeah. The, the hole, greens the, are the, not there. Yeah. The holes, the, a lot of the holes are there, but they're, it's just not that design anymore. Right. There's right. not a single ideal hole out there. Now I'd say not even the Cape. I mean, the bunkers are nowhere near the Cape. Right. So right. yeah, I, 
So what is it? Right. And, and then you get to a place like Wanam Autonomy, which, which is, isn't his most spectacular golf course. We do know he was on site. We know he worked there. We know one hole got moved because it sounds like where he originally put the green was next to this road and it was really dangerous. It makes no sense. But very little of that golf course has changed from what I can tell. Where, where's that course? Wanam Autonomy is in Middletown, Rhode Island, which is east of, New, east of Newport, east of Newport. It's the course that McDonald refers to in his book as Bay Links, because Ocean Links was the nine holes. We think it, this is big. This is on the bay. It's over where the Navy compound is now, which cuts off kind of a view of the water. But it had a view. Ocean Links had a view of the ocean, and Bay Links had a view of the bay. That later gets changed to Wanam Autonomy. But it seems like because Wanam Autonomy is a club that doesn't have a lot of money, that not a whole lot of stuff got changed over time. I kind of get that feeling about Blue Mound, too. That, tr- that tree's growing and stuff, but when you get on the golf course, it looks like most of what's there is there, was, you know, is, is, is original. The same thing, we know that about two, Yale. Two Redans, know that about correct? Fishes. Isn't the first that? hole Redan? At where? The par four at Blue Mound. Am I, I yeah, think that's I, right. My problem is I did start at one oh, when yeah. I started. I think so, the first hole. Yeah, it's a reverse remember, Redan, right? A reverse, a, a Redan, I think it's a Redan green on a yeah, par Yeah, Redan four. green on a par four, right. I, I, are there other examples of that? Putting the Redan green, I, I I had not seen it at the end of a par four. Uh, yeah, on a, on a par four. Yes, thank you. Uh, the eighth at Yale. I haven't played. Uh, the twelfth no. at Fisher's Island. Oh the, yeah. What is what is now the first at Hodgkiss? He was going to design one because he talks about it, or it's talked about in the article at the Olympic Club. I know I'm missing other ones. Yeah, it was a it was a concept he he re, he repeated. I love it. Um, let, same kind of question on your research. You, you literally kind of went into this before. Uh, you uncovered in your research how Seth Rainer's West Hampton was destroyed in the 1930s. I guess it's the same question. What do we make of the course today that was restored by Gil Hans? Well, they had pla- they have plans. Yeah. So I know that he put some stuff back in and didn't put other stuff back in. He didn't, as far as I know, mess with the greens. I think his was a bunker restoration. But, you know, you get out there and the short hole doesn't have a thumbprint in it. The leaving hole has this just absolutely wild mounding to the next next to it. That's not anything like anything else you see in another one of his leaving holes. That's not Gil Hans. I'm just saying that was there. I just I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like we just when, when the club tells you that their golf course was destroyed in quotation marks. I don't, I don't know how to decide what was there without without photographic evidence. Yeah. I mean, the routing is there. All the holes are in order. What is it? The, and all the uh, punch bowl par three. I love that hole, by the way. Punch bowl. Well, this is one of the things that makes me think that McDonald was involved. There's a punch bowl par three with bunkers in the punch bowl. Mm-hmm. Rainer never designed, again, never, uh, ne- or never that we know of, designed a punch bowl par three with, never mind a punch bowl par three with bunkers in it. The only other time I've ever seen a punch bowl with bunkers in it is at the end of a par four at Morris County, which is a McDonald golf course. Gosh, that hole. That's one of my favorite holes in the country. I love the, <laughs> I love the bunkering around it. And I love that punch bowl. It's, yeah, it's, and, so, and being on a par three, it just makes it so much fun. It's crazy. When you walk up over that and you look what you're, you, you see what you're looking at. You're like, what? Yeah. It's <laughs> unbelievably good. Um, you know, you mentioned before pre-recording, uh, in one of our conversations that you came across some, or I should say, uh, Nigel came across some recent discoveries. You mentioned some of them. Are, yeah. Is there anything else you can share for our listeners? Some of the discoveries that he, he came across? 
Well, the, the, the big one is to remember that the Olmstead archives are now all digitized. LOC, Library of Congress, LOC.gov, uh, up in the search, search manuscripts. He's been focusing a lot on, on Bermuda, on what Rainer did in Bermuda. And I actually wrote this down because no one would remember. But this is, this is what Rainer did in Bermuda. He built the 18 at Mid-Ocean. He, built, he designed and built the 18 at Riddles Bay. He designed nine for the, for the Castle Harbor course at Mid-Ocean that didn't get built. He designed 18 for St. George's Hotel that didn't get built. I mean, he had five golf courses, three of his own, four golf courses on, on Bermuda. I mean, right, that's crazy. It's yeah. unbelievable. It was supposed to be, he was supposed to have, he was supposed to have three 18s and a nine on, on Bermuda. Mm. I mean, yeah, and he man. went there, we, we know that he was there all the time. Between nineteen and between nineteen nineteen and nineteen twenty four, he was there. Fascinating. So, I mean, yeah, and it's you know, and 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 we especially with more, especially with more and more stuff getting digitized, we just keep stumbling on these on these items. You know, this crazy one last year for me was this this golf pro at New Haven Country Club in Connecticut finding out that that for three years Rainer was there was their in the in house architect waiting for them to purchase more land so he could redesign their golf course. He gave them three different drawings. One of them was with the anticipation they were going to acquire some nearby land, and they don't have the drawings. Oh, they don't. No. Oh, good. But so when you're talking about when you talk about golf courses that Rainer designed that weren't built, I mean we're talking three at New Haven Country Club. Yeah, three alone there, and right? two of them were never going to get built because he was trying to route so the New Haven Country Club at the time was a Robert Pride design. Robert Pride is kind of the thought would be considered the father of golf in Connecticut. The, the, the Connecticut Amateur Trophy is named for him. Scottish Golf Pro did a bunch of design work, but, uh, coached the Yale golf team. Um, yeah, so he did, he did, he had built this golf course and they needed a bigger golf course. And Rainer gave them two drawings of, on their land and said, what you have right now, you need more. And there's this really cool handwritten letter where he said to them, you know, I'll give you an option. You can, you can retain me for $200 or you can pay me my fee and send me on my way. Um, but I'd rather hang out until you get the land. And they paid him the $200 and retained him. And that's in 1920. And in 1921, Willie Park's designing their golf course. So who knows what happens? And then we also know that there were three routings for uh, Southampton Golf Club on Long Island because they originally had some land that um, was out on the point. Uh, I'm going to get my direction square. East of, east of National called Cow's Neck. And if you look it up on an area, you'll see like somebody has golf holes in their yard out there. But it was this fantastic piece of land. And a guy who owned some property out there didn't want them building a golf course. I'm blanking on his name. And so he gave them land. He said he wanted to protect the birds that were out there. He gave them the land where they are now. So that's so there's the cow's neck routing. There's the routing when they get out the new property in, in the town of Southampton. They're all set to build a golf course and they acquire some more land. So Rainer then gives them a third routing and they build a third, they build the golf course on the third routing. And they have the plans up on the, I, they have, I think all of the plans up on the wall in the clubhouse. Oh, spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth stopping in to go see the, the just plans. to see that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It's in their, it's in their dining room. Unbelievable. It's, and, 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 and Southampton is the golf course. That's, it, there's a lot of his stuff that's overlooked because it's in the, like blue mounds over overlooked because it, it's nobody goes out there and it was overgrown for a while. Southampton's in the wrong neighborhood. It took me 15 minutes to find the entrance to blue mound. I mean, yes. I'm taking a side street. <laughs> like, 
I think it's like one of the most hidden clubs because the GPS always takes you down the wrong road. I was a little GPS takes you to the wrong place. That's absolutely every, right. I was like pulling up against some guy's house trying to check in. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You have to know. You shut the GPS off because it'll take you to the wrong place. It does. It's great. And then you re- see it, and there's this little corridor road that runs kind of right between the houses that yep. goes right back up there. And, yep. and then, of course, you see it, and then you feel like an idiot because it's fairly obvious that would be an entrance to a club. But right, but you, I know you're going to miss it the first few times. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, yeah, I, no, it's, I, it's, a, it's a good golf course. It's a very yeah, good golf course. Fantastic. Um, I have four questions to end the podcast. All right. All right. Uh, McDonald Rainers courses are renowned for using their ideal holes, or we'll use template holes here. Yep. Um, if a mainstream architect, and we're going to pick on Gil Hans, sorry, Gil, if a, main, a mainstream architect like Gil Hans decided tomorrow that from now on he was going to design courses around those ideal holes, how do you think it would be received? Uh, negatively. I think people yeah, I would- I think you're right. I think people would claim that he was trying to usurp, or he was copying McDonald and and Rainer. Do you know what I mean? I no, I 100%. Think that that's what it would be. I think they would they would even if he was going out and just doing exactly what those guys did and Banks did and just doing variations on a theme and making them fit the property. You know, building building downhill punch bowls and I mean downhill uh, short holes. You know, or or putting a, a a Redan green at the end of a par 4. If which he still can do, obviously. Yeah, I, he's got a punch bowl out at Streamsong Black right now. So, yeah, I mean, there right, are definitely so, homage holes in there in some of his work. Right. And, and, but if you started putting a double plateau green in every one of your golf courses, I think people would, would um, criticize you for lack of um, creativity. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We had this talk, or I had this talk with Jim Urbina because, um, you know, he did that little piece with, we did for the Golf Channel on the Lido. And he says it's it's basically a dream of his um, to recreate the Lido somewhere else with those ideal conditions. And he said, basically, it's amazing how many people are against that idea. He said it has its time, uh, you know, basically come up with your own design on that property. And I, for one, as a lover of the story of Lido, I'd love to see it. But there are so many people that would, I think, fight it. I'm not sure I'd be a fan of recreating an entire golf course. I just don't. It'd be tough. You'd have to find the perfect course, wouldn't you? The per- the land would have to be ideal. And and you know they 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 designed that, that course for a specific site. So true. They, with wind and and all of that, and you know, and they messed up. I mean, let's be frank. They built the Bier. They had to move the Bieras because it kept getting washed away. Right. And so so I I can see where I'm not sure I'd, I'd be a fan of that. I would yeah. I would see if he used some of the holes or the concepts of the Lido. But I'm not saying. Look, if, yeah, like Old McDonald, Old McDonald's example of that, right? Old McDonald, yeah. What's really funny is Old McDonald got all of that, all of that press, and Black Creek was that golf course 15 years before. Interesting, yeah. Because they because those those guys wanted Silva to build template the template holes or the or the the holes that we, I gotta hit that word the the, the <laughs> you what people call it. template. Yeah, you heard it here, folks. You can call it template for Anthony anytime you want. Yeah, what people call template <laughs> holes, and then and then where he didn't have the template, yeah. or 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 position to build a hole that we're familiar with to build your own in the Rainer concept, right? And he did that. That's interesting, you know? and, right? And so and so right, but that that works for me. Uh, when we had the Seth Rainer Society uh, event there, people were just uh, were just in love with with Black Creek. People who had never seen it, nobody walked away thinking, eh, I don't think he, that I know of. Uh, I don't think he should have copied. Or I don't think he should have done his variation on the theme. Where's Black Creek? 
Uh, it's out. It's in Chattanooga. Okay. Tennessee. Every time you say something like that, I'm taking a note of where it's at. If I haven't played it, so I can get out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we should be telling people. That's too. literally why. That's people. literally why I do this podcast to figure right. out where I need to play next. Right. And so, but but you just you get kind of blown away because when you play a real Biarritz, you know, when you play a very good a very good reverse for Dan Part Three, you know, when you play a short hole and. You know, you get to a green and it's a double plateau, and then you get to see some the, it, people that we that the tenth hole is is crazy at Black Creek. It's a short four, and it, to to play it, you have to hit a drive to do it the shortest way to not carry a bunker and blah blah. You have to you have to carry a bunker that's thirty feet below the green, which would seem out of place almost, except that's what Rainer did. Go to Yale and Fishers and wherever. And there's, there's bunkers in the certain locations that are 30 feet below the green. So it fits. So you hit, you hit two hybrid sand iron and you're quaking over the second shot. And it's because there's so much strategy and so much risk reward and all that kind of stuff. And so, and in the middle of it are these, these concept holes that, that we're familiar with. And then the other ones have the, have the feel of, of Rainer because there's so much strategy involved in them. When you read the periodicals of the day, or even Charles Blair McDonald's writing, uh, you might think that Rainer designed hundred to hundreds of golf courses. Right. Where do you think that true number lies? Okay, so McDonald in his book said he did, he built something like three hundred. Yes, I know. You read it and you're like, how is this even possible? Like well, ten years of design. Well, remember this too: that McDonald had Rainer dying in the wrong year in his book too, so he can't be trusted. Yeah, well, don't get me started with some of the inaccuracies and in my arguments with uh, McDonald in that book. Right. So we we think our best, Brett, Nigel, and I, our best is that he designed somewhere around 95, 90 to 95 golf courses. That's impressive, though. In that period of time, that is insane. Well, well the other thing is, in, and in some cases, he knew they weren't going to be built. Like, I really think the ones with, with New Haven Country Club – he showed them in a drawing why their plans, why their land needed to be, why they needed more land. But I mean, out of those ninety, it, it's like fifty something that were built. You know, there's not. That's the problem. That there's this concept that there's this. I don't. I, I don't know how many Tillinghouse golf courses there are. I don't know how many Mackenzie golf courses there are in the United States. I know Ross is over three hundred, right? But I mean, we're talking about if they were all in existence, if they, if there's 55, there were 55 and you get to places like, was it North Palm beach country club that, that lost land to a condo development. And then Jack Nicholas came in and, and removed all of the Rainer that was there or 98% of it. I mean, you got to throw that out. We can say that North Palm beach country club still exists, but that's not a Rainer in, you know, maybe the entrance ways that was the same thing. So what do you do with You're talking, you're down to, Low 30s, high 20s of how many rain or golf courses actually exist? Yeah, it's scary. It's, I mean, yeah. and, that's, and that's counting Lake Wales. That's counting Lake Wales as because, look, all the, yeah. almost all the greens and tees are where he put them. All the whole quarters except two or whatever are where he put them. So that's a, there's a lot of rain or out there. But uh, when I say that there's 20 or 30, we can walk, I can walk you through a lot of golf courses that wouldn't be happy for me to say this and tell you how much of the rain is missing. And I think in some cases you'd be astounded to realize that because they portray themselves as, you know, virtually untouched rainers. Right. So, so in his life, I mean, Wai Lai is his and it was built by, well, 
the front, uh, not White Light, uh, Mid Mid Pacific, was built uh, after he died. The front nine was built after he died with his guy, Joe Mayo, doing the front nine. And then the second nine was built after World War II, ostensibly to the plans by an architect that worked in California. I'm blanking on his name, California and Hawaii. But I, I'm not, I haven't been in Mid Pacific, so I don't, I mean, but is that a Rainer? I mean, you know. It's that kind of stuff. You get to that and you're like, you're talking 29, 30, 31, 32 golf courses that really are Rainers. Yeah, it's, it's stunning. It's a stunningly right. sad number what we were left with. Especially when you were, you always heard that there were hundreds. Absolutely. Yeah, you just assume if you read, I mean, I mean, I think in his obituary, there were a couple that said hundreds. Well, his obituary has him building a golf course in Santa Barbara, California, which he, if he did, nobody's ever discovered it. You know, we could talk. You know, we could we could talk about that, but you know, I'm I'm looking on the list. We have that list. I have we have a we have a category called clubs purported to have Seth Rainer connections, but lack of proof or contradictory proof exists. And there's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's twelve golf courses that you know that people have said are Seth Rainers that we know aren't or no or no or no um, shred of evidence exists that it's a Rainer. Do you think there's this isn't one of those questions I'm just adding to it now but um do you think there are any lost rainer courses out there that we will discover We've had that discussion and I think I think we all want to believe that there is but it just seems at this point that it, it would have surfaced the only way the and and the reason I say that is because with with digita- with newspapers being digitized, the amount of information that we have on him is amazing. And one reason is is because all, a lot of the small newspapers on in Long Island, including Eastern Long Island, were digitized. So we have things like Seth Rayner Seth Rayner motoring with three friends up to Montreal for the weekend, or Seth Rayner has to resign from the sidewalk committee because he's going out to St. Louis to build a golf course. When you get down to that minutia, you kind of feel like if there was a lost Seth Rayner, we'd know about it. But I want to believe that there's one, one or two out there that we don't know about. But I just, I just, you know, you look around like, geez, when he was at Yemen's, what else could he have, could he have done? Because there's rumor that he built something near, I think it was near Yemen's or Country Club or Charleston. And it turns out construction didn't begin until 35 or something like that. It's like, no, that's not, you know, that's not his. And, it, you know, when he was at Yale, did he build anything else in New Haven or you know, we know that he went up to Hodgkiss and we know that the, the real strange one is that he designed a golf course for Taft, which is a which is a private school between Hodgkiss and Yale. Right. At the same time. And they built it after he left. They built it without him on site, even though he had been on site and then immediately began to change it. And in a short period of time, uh, got rid of the golf course. Oh. Two of the greens are two of the greens are are part of the. Uh, uh, the practice range of the golf course that's next second to I'm blanking that's next to Taft. Crazy. Yeah. And, and you see some of the aerials are just, they just, it doesn't look like a Seth Rainer golf course the way the bunkering was done, but it was, but they had it. But so he would have had three like up in a row. He would have had, you would have gone Yale driven North, gone to Taft driven North, gone to Hodgkiss. So you look around like, so that's your question. I mean, is there, is there some place that he stopped in that we don't know about 
you know, and actually designed a golf course and it got built to his, I think you would recognize it. That's right, the other That's thing. the kicker, right? Although, I mean, think of, you know, uh, Lake Wales. You would not ever guess. If you right, right. Know. So, if, so if you have one of those courses where everything is lost, like at Lake Wales, I mean, the bunkering and the greens are lost, it's possible. I just, I mean, I hope so. And I hope it turns out it gets restored and all that good thing. But I just don't, I, it's, it's the, the probability is shrinking as, with te- we're able to with dive the technology into, we have. I, I 100%. have to dive into all this stuff. I mean, we're, you know, it, it, when you get into this minutia, the stuff that you find is fantastic. We have, we have country club of Charleston letters talking about somebody from country club of Charleston walking the Yemen's course with, with Rainer before they've hired Rainer. Mm, that's cool. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like yeah, we wouldn't have amazing. known that if this doesn't get digitized or we don't go down and look at the country club of Charleston letters. You know, so it's, you, you bump it. And so that's how we're able to that's how we're able to kind of or, or keep an eye on where he is on exact days, because we now have everything. In, we have so much in print. The vast majority of Seth Rainer's work that still exists was for what are now at least uh, private courses. What golf courses can public golfers see to experience Seth Rainer or McDonald? What's left out there? So the, the we'll start with the high end and go cheap. Absolutely. The high end is you can play the Greenbrier. You can play a Rainer golf course at the Greenbrier, right? Um, you can play the Hotchkiss School, which had some Rainer holes. It's nine holes. It's in northwestern Connecticut. Um, it had some holes changed during a road winding, um, and the holes were changed by Charles Banks, so it's cool. The ninth hole is awful, and I don't think that's where he wanted. Originally, that's where he had his tee. I don't know how it ended up there, but I think it was – we have plans. It was in a different location. But you see, you'll see some fantastic um, Rainer and, and Banks work out there. There's a couple of holes. Uh, they turned up uh, leaving par four into a par three, and uh, I think it's seventh, seventh hole is a par five that doesn't have a Rainer or a Banks green to it. Um, but the other stuff out there is fantastic, so that's worth going to. Um, What's the one in Rock? It's in New Jersey. Rock Spring? Yes, Rock Spring. Rock just, Spring. That was private, correct? Did that that just... was private. It's in West Orange, New Jersey. It's right near Essex County Country Club and right near Francis Byrne, which, is, which originally was the second course of Essex County Country Club and is now a municipal golf course, and that's a Charles Banks. Rock Spring is very good. I played it, I played it this summer for the first time. Um, 2020 might be the last chance to play all 18 holes because I think they're going to carve up a little bit of it Oof, to do because um, they don't – the amount of money they can get for the land. They spent a lot of money to purchase it. Uh, the amount of money they can get for the land and they want to have it as a multi-use site so people who don't golf in the community of West Orange um, can play there. But Essex County, Rock Spring, and Francis Byrne all share kind of this – this pedigree of um, Rainer, Rainer and Banks. Banks. Banks did Francis Byrne, but he built Essex County and Rock Spring, and Rock Spring is fantastic. Um, if you know any, if you have any connections, you can get on uh, to the Yale University. You can get on Yale. Um, or you could go to Yale. You could go. Well, that that's true. <laughs> go to Yale. It's yeah, it's like fifteen dollars. Yeah. yeah, it's stupid. It's free if you're a student and to play. So you go to Yale. Um, that seems easy enough, folks. I mean, that's worth the yeah. price of admission. Just get into Yale. You can join the Seth Rainer Society. Oh, there can you email go. Can you me join the Seth Rainer Society? How do they do that? Uh, email me at Anthony Piappi, 
uh, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-P-I-O-P-P-I at Gmail and tell me that you want to join. It's $200 to join and it's $100 a year after that. And then that gets you, uh, then we have, we try to have, like I said early on, two two-day events uh, a year. Yeah, definitely worth uh, the price of admission, right? You have to pay green fees, obviously, yeah, and all that stuff. Sure. No, no. But, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And the thing about the Seth Ray Society it's great is this is really about the golf courses. Like nobody cares. It's really funny because people will walk off the, walk off the golf course and I'll say to them, so how'd you do? And I'm expecting, or what did you think? And I always expect somebody to go, I shot 83 or whatever. And somebody goes, did you see that green on the fourth hole? Yeah. Did you see this angle? Oh my God, I was in the bunker on this. And we're like, that's who belongs to the Seth Rainer yeah. Society. I, I mean, that's, that's so true. So, I mean, like half my rounds at Rainer or McDonald courses, I just take the scorecard to look at it. I mean, oh just, my God. just enjoy it. Yeah. And so, so those, and that's the guys, you know, one of our members said, we don't need everybody from Rainer and Banks and McDonald golf courses to join us. We, we just need the four nutcases. And that's what we're <laughs> that's so true, right? You, you don't have to be a member of a Rainer McDonald banks course to join. Anybody can join. And it's great because we get these people who, you know, who are lucky enough to, to be able to afford to play a lot of good golf. But a lot of times, you know, if you, if you live on the West coast or you live in the central United States, you, you don't have access because there's not a lot of golf courses around that are Rainer banks. Donald, so they come out East and, you know, they can knock off three, you know, you, you come out and you play one of our events and you could go knock off another golf course. I mean, we, you know, we did stuff like at South, we did Southampton. You play at Southampton. If you're lucky enough, you can get on West Hampton or, you know, go see national or, you know, anything else that's, a, you know, you'll go find banks courses that are there. You know, that's the idea. And that's really what it is. It's really about people. It started the Seth Rangers society. Part of our original goal was to educate members because Doug and King wanted to, to correct what had happened at, you know, what had happened at lookout mountain where the whole rain or feel had been lost and trees grown in and bunkers abandoned and fairways narrowed so that people would come out and see this restored golf course and think to themselves. And I remember somebody saying this to me, we had no idea our kick slope was supposed to be that high on the Redan. And they were there with their superintendent. And they're like, we've already talked to him about how he can get that to that height. Cause we want our kick slope like that too. And that's, and that was our goal is that's the, that's the original goal. And is still the goal is to educate people about Rainer Banks McDonald so that they can go back in a lot of cases to their home courses and say, we need to do this. I love that. Let me, okay, yeah. my last question. Um, you sure? You yeah, sure? Yeah, we're good. We're going on. This will be a two-piece podcast. People know this because this part will be number two, so it'll be redundant for them. Um, but um, out of all of the other great architects in history, does any other architect stand out as more of a mystery than Seth Rayner? And I know you're going to be covering this in your book, A Template for Greatness. <laughs> Third time's the charm, Anthony. I, I don't think so. I, you know, I think we know more about old Tom Morris than we do about Seth Rayner. You know, we have more photos of old Tom Morris than we do about Seth Rayner. I mean, I mean, how many photos are there? I think I've seen three, maybe I'm sure there's more. Yeah. Well, there's the, there's the one, the fake one, the fake one that turned out to be the club president from, uh, mid Pacific. Yeah. Um, and then there's the one that Seth Rayner's grandniece let me, I have them on my, on a blog post at the A position when he was younger, sitting with his wife and friends out in the wilds of uh, Long Island. They would go camping. They would go spend time in a cabin. He liked being out there because there was no phone, and that way McDonald couldn't reach him because McDonald I love it. Yeah. all off the day. Um, so, so I, 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 you know, we know everything there is to know about the parks 
You know, I mean, who who do we know less about than we know more about Charles Charles Banks? Yeah, we know we about know James Braid. I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we know because because Banks wrote Banks wrote you know pieces for national magazines and newspapers, and he was a big deal at Hodgkiss and you know all that stuff. Yeah, we knew a lot about McDonald because we couldn't shut him up a lot of times. Couldn't shut him up, right? <laughs> Right, you couldn't shut him up, and 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 he wrote eloquently about the USGA and the golf ball, and yeah. you know, and the and the uh, the the pro amateur discussion. Yeah. Um, so we know a lot about him, and 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 we know about his book when he talks about what he likes in a golf hole and all that. But I mean, we know we know nothing about Rainer, and part of the problem with Rainer is he had no children. So 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 everything if it didn't go, if his stuff didn't go to banks, we don't we don't know where it went. Yeah, it's tragic. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us on the Talking Golf History Podcast. It was an absolute pleasure. Folks, you just found out how you can play not only some publicly accessible uh, Seth Rayner courses, but also some actual Seth Rayner private courses. I would highly recommend you join the Seth Rayner Society and get a hold of Anthony. Thank you again for joining the show, Anthony. Thanks for having me on. It was a great pleasure. From a golf historian's perspective, the work of C.B. McDonald. Seth Rayner and Charles Banks are a great reminder of the importance of golf history. Even in their time, McDonald, Rayner, and Banks used the strategy of the old world to change the direction of golf in the new one. Sometimes history is timeless. You've just listened to part two of the history of Seth Rayner on the Talking Golf History podcast. Yours in golf history. This is Connor T. Lewis.